and welcome to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. Ethnos is a new organization looking to join in the holistic, community-transforming work happening in New Brunswick and Highland Park. Part of that includes thinking about the spiritual health and vitality of our community. Each week, our gathering is meant to give our community a safe and helpful place for that. Today's episode is the first in our brand new series called All Things New, with the conversation being led by lead pastor Yukon Chu. Today is unique, of course, because today people uh, all over the world are celebrating something called Easter. And as many of you may know, Easter is a celebration not just of spring and new life and those kind of things, but it's the celebration of a person named Jesus who rose from the dead. Now, Some of us may celebrate Easter with that meaning, others may not, and that's fine. We're glad you're here in this room regardless. Uh, What you'll find as we continue forward is that in the midst of the spirituality that is here in our city, we do believe, we do think that Jesus has a unique place in that spiritual journey. Now, spirituality can be found in all sorts of places, truth can be found in all sorts of places, but there's something unique about the person of Jesus that we will focus on in our time here that we usually do, but today, especially as we think about Easter, we'll be focusing in on that. Now, of course, I realize, again, not all of us uh, hold to that spirituality, and not only that, for those who may follow Jesus for their spirituality, Easter may also seem kind of disconnected. I don't know about you, but as I was getting to know my spirituality and getting to know Jesus... Easter, while I intellectually maybe understood what it was supposed to be about, this resurrection of a man named Jesus, practically, Easter didn't have much relevance to my everyday life. At least, just to be honest, that, that's how I felt. I'm curious where we are today as we get started with this Easter reflection. Why don't you take, this, take a moment to do this? If you could, turn to the person next to you, and just for a brief minute or so, I want you to just reflect on this question together. How much does Easter or how much does the resurrection of this man named Jesus affect your everyday life? You can be honest. This is a place to be honest. But if we're going to engage with this Easter theme, I think we should start by just making sure we understand where we are as we get started in this conversation. So turn to your neighbor about a minute and a half. Share your answers to this question. Again, no pressure to quote unquote get it right and we'll bring it back together. So again, hopefully you're uh, getting to know your new neighbor or the person you came with. Uh, There aren't any quote-unquote right answers to this. I realize we're all from uh, very different places in this room. But um, who wants to share with us really quickly as as you've kind of talked about this with your table partner? I mean, how how, how does Easter affect you? Do you feel like it affects you quite a bit? Who, Who wants to share their response. Not your neighbor's response, but your response. Yeah, don't, don't share what someone else said. Anybody interested? Yeah, okay, right here. I can stand up. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Fatima. So I was um, t- sharing with Danielle. Yeah, sharing with Danielle that um, I grew up in the church and have, you know, been a Christian since forever. <laughs> and so sometimes you kind of do things by habit versus by actually like reflecting on them. And so the question was a really important one to reflect on. But what I could say in kind of honesty is that like in my morning prayer and devotion time, I feel like I connect with the, the sacrifice 
that is resurrection because in my prayers, I'm either giving thanks, I am confessing, and I am asking for something. And so in those combinations, those things are only possible because of the resurrection. But I can't say I'm like thinking about like the death and burial every day. You know? <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Thank you, Fatima. Yeah, let's give her a hand. Thank you for getting us started here this morning. Yeah. Who else? What else are we thinking in this room this morning? You can be honest. Yeah, we'll go back there. The high schoolers, as usual, are, are up and ready to go. High schoolers, let's give the high schoolers a hand here. Yeah, yeah, high schoolers. Love the high school section. Yeah. So basically, uh, we kind of went into a tree on what we talked about was how the resurrection is basically we wouldn't really be able to live comfortably if it wasn't for the resurrection. That's because it's kind of a sealed commitment to say that God is willing to forgive you for what you've done. And that whole resurrection was basically kind of like, we, it permits us to not be so harsh on ourselves now when we make mistakes. We just have to kind of acknowledge them and kind of ask God for that forgiveness and to be able to heal again so that we could continue on our journey with Him. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it up. You... You all are so smart. Man, sometimes I hear the high school section give answers to these questions. I'm like, man, where do you guys come from? Why are you so smart? All right, anybody else? Anybody else this morning? How are you processing this idea of resurrection? Well, let's do a little survey. How about this? On a scale of one to five, five being very much so, like I feel like the resurrection like makes sense in my everyday life. It affects me. I know how it does. I feel it. And one being like, I have no, like, it's totally not relevant. How many of us in this room would say we're like a, a four or five? Four or five. Okay, some of us, yeah. How many of us are, are thinking we're maybe like a two, three? Two, three? Yeah, yeah, a little more of us? Okay. How many of you are like, uh, I'm one, maybe even zero? I'm just like, yeah, be honest. Yeah, okay, some of you, yeah, be, yeah, good, good. You know, it's funny because... Um, in our typical spirituality, I don't think we think about this idea of resurrection a whole lot, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's quite an odd idea, if you think about it. And in fact, as I've reflected on, on my spiritual journey and as I've helped people on their spiritual journey, I think there are typically two reasons why the resurrection doesn't have any effect on our lives. Number one, intellectually speaking... The idea is just preposterous. I mean, some of us here are tied in with Rutgers University, maybe tied in with a, a profession where you're taught to think scientifically or think critically. And truth be told, I mean, I have a degree in biology, a degree in sociology, a doctorate and all that kind of stuff. Like, this stuff does not make sense, intellectually speaking. And so I've had definitely moments in my spiritual journey where it's like, really? Are, are we going to base our spirituality on a a man rising from the dead? The second reason why I think this doesn't make a whole lot of sense, too, is because we just don't really understand the everyday implications of the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, this event supposedly happened 2,000 years ago, and for most of us, I mean, we can't even remember what happened two days ago. We don't even know what, how things happened two hours ago affect us today. Maybe we know two hours ago, but two days, two weeks, 2,000 years? I mean, that's just a long time, and how does that even make any sense? Any, how does that have any relevance to us today? With the brief amount of time we have here this morning to reflect on Easter, I want to take just a brief moment to focus in on the second barrier we tend to face, this, I, this issue of 
not knowing the implications or not knowing how the resurrection actually affects us. Now, that's not to say the first barrier is something I want to simply dismiss. The first barrier is very important. In fact, I want to encourage you to get on our Facebook page if you haven't already this week. But if you haven't, get on it today. Don't get on it now. Get on it a little later after we're done. Uh, but get on it because we've posted some articles from different scientists, historians, thinkers of our time that actually help make sense of the resurrection, rationally, intellectually speaking. It is actually a very rational idea that actually can make intellectual sense. In fact, you can go to our free resource table here too. You can pick up some books where a scientists and thinkers think about that, okay? Very important, but we're going to focus in on the second point. Actually, how, how does it make, how is it relevant to us today? And the big idea I want to just have us meditate on today is, is, is this simple line up here on the screen. Uh, you can write it down or jot it down on your phone or something, but I'm going to elaborate on what this idea is right here on your screen. Basically, our idea today is this, that Jesus' resurrection gives us the glory we are meant to have and experience. Jesus' resurrection the reason why this is going to be relevant to us even today, the reason, the, the way this applies to us today is that Jesus' resurrection gives us the glory we are meant to have and experience. Now, okay, now here's the deal. Of course, this is a, kind of a loaded phrase, a couple questions we need to ask. First of all, what the heck is glory? What do we mean by glory? I like to think of glory... It, in this sort of way. Glory is kind of like the wow or the awe factor of something, like the whoa or the awe. You've seen glory when you've stood perhaps on a mountain range or stood at the ocean and you've watched the sunset or the sunrise. There's that wow moment, that ah. You've seen glory when you're having a great time with your friends, you're at a dinner party with your six closest friends, and, and, and there's that moment when everyone is just laughing, smiling, everyone's clicking, and in that moment, there's that moment where you're like, wow, this is awesome, I could do this forever. You have that wow moment, that glory moment when you're at work or you're working on a hobby, and that thing just works, that what you spend hours trying to do finally gets together and, and that, that project is done and you have that wow moment. That's glory. A more technical definition is this. You can find this on Dictionary Online and this is a great definition. Glory is that resplendent beauty or magnificence, a state of absolute happiness, gratification, contentment. That's what glory is. And here's the deal. Jesus' resurrection is meant to help us experience glory. Now, of course, we know that glory isn't always around, it seems. We may have that moment for a brief second, and all of a sudden it, it goes away. It goes away for a lot of different reasons. It goes away because the environment isn't right. It goes away because something within us or something within our friendships aren't going quite right. It goes away because, truth be told, we're, we're broken people, and we live in a broken world. 
Jesus and the scriptures that he taught from will call that sin, that brokenness. It's called sin. And so the reality is this glory isn't something that we experience every waking moment. But here's the deal. God wanted something different for us. God wanted us to experience glory, and that's why God came in the person of Jesus to go through what he went through, to die on a cross and to come back from the dead so that glory could be our experience. How does this actually happen? Well, let's take a look at some of the teachings of Jesus and his scriptures. You'll see this basic movement that I've just kind of went through that in the teachings and life and scriptures of Jesus, Jesus dies, but he rises. His resurrection, there's something glorious about that. But the way it works is that his resurrection actually leads to our resurrection. And then our resurrection actually leads to the creation's re resurrection. This known universe, this, this place we call earth and, and the, the heavens beyond, so to speak. The resurrection of Jesus leads to these resurrections, and these resurrections involve a restoration to glory. This is how the scriptures work it out, and we'll just go through three quick scriptures to get us thinking here this morning about Easter. The first comes from a letter written some time ago called 1 Corinthians, and it says this, there's an order to this resurrection, the author writes, Christ or Jesus was raised as the first of the harvest. He's using some agricultural imagery about first fruits. If you're into agriculture, you know that, like, let's say you're an apple farmer, those first apples that come in season, they are the indication of what will come later with that harvest. So Christ, Jesus, was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Now, here's the deal. We're raised not as like zombies or something like that. I'm thinking about Michael Jackson's thriller for whatever reason this morning. Where it's not that kind of raising. But if you look at the scriptures, the next one, the raising involves glory. Notice what it says. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to life forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. There's our word, glory. And not only is it our glory, but it's the whole universe and its glory. Notice this final scripture that talks about the resurrection. It says this, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. The resurrection of Jesus, the story of Easter, is meant to give us the glory that we were created to have and to experience. I wonder how many of us this morning are looking for glory. How many of us 
as we think about what we're trying to achieve in our lives right now, as we think about our dreams, as we're reaching for that perfect relationship, perhaps, that perfect job, that perfect retirement plan, that perfect family, aren't we looking all, aren't we all looking for glory? That absolute contentment, that absolute happiness, that absolute gratification? Did you know that the resurrection is God's answer to your desire for glory. This is, I think, such a revolutionary idea. This meaning of Easter that I want to challenge us this morning to two simple acts. I want to challenge us this morning to, first of all, explore the resurrection. Is this really true? Is Jesus and His resurrection real? If you're not sure about that, we're not here to pressure you to believe anything or accept anything. Well, I want to encourage you, would you join us in exploring if this is actually true, go on the Facebook page, get some of those free books, explore. But don't just, don't just explore it intellectually, but explore it practically. And this is what I mean. For the next five weeks, actually, right here, we are going to take time in our reflection to actually think about the resurrection, to actually explore how this actually teases out in our actual lives. I mean, if you think about glory, I'm sure all of a sudden all these things start think, you know, all these things start coming to your mind. Like, well, what does that mean if I'm sick or, or my, my family member's sick? You know, my, my father-in-law has Alzheimer's, and he, he is quickly, quickly leaving us. What does resurrection mean for him? What does resurrection mean for this city or this country or the environment that I care for? What does resurrection mean for all this hard work I do but don't seem to get results for? What does resurrection mean for the issues of justice in our world where I look around me and I'm like, surely, surely there's got to be something better. What does resurrection mean for those things? The next five weeks, we'll be exploring that. I want to invite you, will you join us in exploring and then secondly, I want to invite us to this idea of recentering. What do I mean by this? Somewhere in the exploration journey, the reality is that you and I, if we're going to experience this resurrection of Jesus, we'll have to center our lives on God and Jesus and on this resurrection. Now, again, you may not think it's true right now. That's totally fine. We're just inviting you to explore. But somewhere in that path, you'll probably be challenged to center or recenter your life on the reality and presence of God, the reality and presence of Jesus, the reality and presence of His resurrection. Will you recenter with us as we explore? Can you join me in a word of prayer? as we wrap up this time of reflection. 
I trust that as you've taken this time to reflect, that perhaps you've been challenged to make some decisions or commitments in your heart, in your mind. Some of these you will share with others. Some of, some of these are pretty private and personal. They're between you and God. And wherever you may be with those decisions and commitments, can I just encourage you that God in Jesus is truly for you, is truly for me. He began this reversal of the decay of things. He began it with his resurrection. He wanted and he wants to bring glory in your life and my life. Would you join us on this journey to understand this? Would you join us in recentering yourself? to experience this resurrection. And so God, we are here. We are asking for your help. We're asking for your understanding. We're asking for your power to help us embrace you and embrace this resurrection. Would you give us strength in this moment to do that? Would you give us strength in this season of spring to understand and to do this as well. It's in Jesus we pray these things. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for today's conversation. For more information about Ethnos New Brunswick, visit us at ethnosnb.com.